Tea Soul Pop, Season 7, Episode 1. Hello and welcome to Tea Soul Pop, the mini podcast for busy teachers. My name is Laura and joining me today to talk about teaching one-to-one classes is Rob Howard. Rob is the Online Language Centre and Business Language Training Institute owner, EFL Talks founder, a teacher, trainer, coach, writer on business English, entrepreneurship, one-to-one and online teaching. He's also IATEFL Poland Vice President, IATEFL BSIG Joint Coordinator, Gallery Teachers Masterclass Presenter, ITDI, TOEFL Trainer and Independent Authors and Publishers Co-Founder. My goodness, you do have a lot of busy things uh, to keep you preoccupied, so I really appreciate your time. Welcome to the show, Rob. Oh, well, thanks for having me. And all those things, that's just Monday. I didn't give you a <laughs> week yet. <laughs> As with many TESOL Pop episodes, today's topic is relevant to many teaching contexts, no matter what subject you teach. So why not continue the conversation by sharing today's episode with your teaching community? A good place for us to kick off this conversation, Rob, is perhaps to think about what the differences are between that group class dynamic and the one-to-one class setting. Because I think a lot of teachers are very familiar and comfortable with the group setting, but may not have experienced the one-to-one setting necessarily. Could you tell us a bit about those differences and some of the challenges that teachers may experience in transferring from that group to -to one-to-one? Yeah, I think the biggest problem is people just really don't know how to deal with individuals. You would think it would be very easy. Um, But working in a group dynamic is good because you're really just almost the conductor where you're orchestrating the room and you're getting the students within the room to interact with each other. And of course, you know, you're, you're still leading the way and giving information and teaching as you go. But when you're dealing with groups, a lot of it is just orchestrating the room. Now, when you switch over to dealing with one-to-one, all of a sudden you're put on the spot and you're dealing with an individual directly. The nice thing about it is it allows me to look at each individual and help each individual, but I have to be prepared for that. And coming out of a group setting, Not many people are able to make that transition so quickly. I like to think of it as, um, from a student's point of view, when you're going to a group dynamic class, a general English class, it's like, oh, I have a pain in my side, so I go to the doctor, and the doctor will figure out what has to be done and take care of the problem. But if we find out it's something specific, let's say it's a liver problem, I then go to a specialist and I need a specialist who understands exactly what to do to treat the liver, not the whole thing. So a good one-to-one practitioner is really a specialist. And to be successful at this, you have to be a specialist in many different specialties. So this is where the major difference will come in. You've mentioned before in some of your talks and publications that as teachers, especially one-to-one teachers, we have to wear lots of different hats. And I wondered if you could expand a bit more on that idea of this different hat Mm -hmm. wearing, and particularly in the one-to-one setting. Well, it's interesting because number one, you call me an English teacher. I don't consider myself a teacher. Um, I actually call myself a facilitator of advanced communication skills. 
And do you know what the difference is? I think it'd be good to clarify for our listeners um, what those differences are, because it's certainly more of a trending term that may be uh, quite new for others. So please uh, yeah. elaborate. It's the difference between the facilitator and a teacher is about $100 an hour. So for you teachers out there, start charging more. No, but what it comes down to is um, you need multiple skills. And, you know, you start off, most of us have started our careers as general English teachers. And that's good. We've learned the basics. We've learned how to teach everything else. But there's often times, depending what the student's needs are, where we could be a teacher, we might be their tutor, we could be their mentor, we could be a trainer, we could be a coach, we could be their therapist. Um, In some cases, when we have people like my girlfriend who just couldn't speak, she really needed, you know, almost therapy. It wasn't an English class to get her to feel confident. So the nice thing about knowing all these different methodologies is that within a class, you may be three or four or all of them within the setting, depending on what you're doing and what you're working on. So I recommend for people out there, if you're coming from a general English course, like most of us, and you've learned teaching, I know you're good. Go out there take something on coaching, take something on tutoring, look into it, do a little bit of study and get an idea of what the differences are. Because ultimately what we want is, you know, you say wearing a lot of hats, there's two different things. I do woodworking. So it's having the right tool at the right time. Or if you're a golfer, it's having the right club for the right shot. Sometimes the best way is to just teach. Sometimes the best thing is to coach. So getting all these tools in your bag of tools or in your hat um, is very valuable. It makes you more valuable to your client, which means you can charge a lot more money. And it builds up a better reputation for you and for your business. Going back to um, teaching one-to-one, there's obviously um, activities and materials that work really well in the setting. And I know you've written about it in uh, your book, which we'll obviously refer to uh, shortly. But mm-hmm. could you highlight some of these uh, materials and activities that teachers could try out um, if they're quite new to this uh, one-to-one mm-hmm. class? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of different things. What I First of all, I recommend um, for most one-to-one classes, and again, I'm very picky on who I choose for a student. I can be, which is nice. I'm primarily working on communication, and I mean oral communication. So, you know, I don't need materials for reading. I usually don't need materials for listening. These are things that they can do on their own. I can push them in the right direction. I often tell my students they should be listening to directed podcasts for their industry or for the accent that they're looking to understand. So, But this is all stuff they can do at home by themselves. My idea is to build an autonomous speaker and, um, you know, eventually they're going to keep learning for the rest of their life and they're, I'll be long gone. 
So I give them the tools to be able to do this. So when they're coming to me, primarily I'm going to deal on speaking activities or sometimes writing activities. Most of the writing I have them do on their own outside of class and we bring it to the class. Um, this is one of the things for me is materials specifically for what a student needs. That's difficult because um, today I have a student who came to me who is actually a um, psychologist and a coach. And what she's working on is presentation skills for what she has. Yesterday, I had a student who was a lawyer who's working on their writing capability. Before that, I have a journalist. Before that, I had um, a telejournalist who is making presentations all over the world. So getting something that puts all these materials together in one place is not very easy. And the other problem is there are some great course books out there on, let's call it business English, don't run away, um, you know, because most of the people that are learning English are learning it, quite frankly, for their job. And um, when you're talking about business English, there are so many specific things, it's impossible to find one book that will cover everything. And that's one of the reasons that I came out with um, the activity book that we did. And this is really covering general conversation. Most of what I deal with and most of what I do is talking to you specifically about the things that you need, keeping in mind the needs analysis, which, you know, we have done and we continue to do throughout you know, once we fix one problem, take care of that challenge, and we've got the solution, we've reached the objective, we look for the next. This is part of coaching, which means sometimes another maybe mini needs analysis, and we go after the next. So, you know, finding materials to do all this, a lot of times um, it's difficult. It's probably going to get a little easier now that we have ChatGPT because you can generate materials, but are they relevant? I always say that the best relevant material that you can use for your classes is the material your clients or your students bring to the class from their job because this is the reality that they work with every day. Rob, I'd like to hand over the microphone to you to tell our listeners where can they find out more about you and also the publications that you have out. So over to you. Yeah, I've got um, a lot of different books and publications out, but the one that we're most proud of, um, my my partner, Andre Stesek, who was from the BSIG, he's also here in Poland with me, um, we decided to write a book together on one-to-one because there was nothing out there. And it's both something that we're passionate about. So it's just about a week away from um, being done. It's with the editor right now. And uh, we'll have that on the market. And, you know, while we were doing that, we realized, well, you know, we're talking a lot about what material people need. And we realized there was not material for that. So 
at the same time, we wrote uh, a new series. This one is available right now. Um, and it's activities for speaking. And what we've done is there's a teacher's book and a student's book. And the idea is so many of you are turning to becoming freelancers now. And the question is, oh, where do I get materials? Because it takes a lot of time to come up with materials. So what we've done is we've basically come up with a system where you'll get the teacher's book. You recommend the book to your students. They'll get the student book. And what's inside are just basic conversations that we're going to have and work with. But what we're going to do is we're going to flip the classroom. So, for instance, I'm going to tell the student for the next class, we want to work on um, Chapter 24, which happens to be um, talking about a bucket list. And what we have is four or five different questions that the student can sit and think about and come up with answers beforehand. So what this does is it gives them a chance to think about the question, to look for new vocabulary that they may need, and to write out some answers. And when they come into class, the teacher basically can help them with fixing the language, improving the language, doing everything. And what we did is we made this so you can use this book for A1, A2, all the way up to C2. So it's the same book. It depends on the complexity of what you get into. And the idea behind it is this one book will give you 50 classes, if not 100. So this will last you a year. It's all there. And I'm going to include those links in the show notes so you can easily find those for those who are listening or watching on YouTube. Thank you so much, Rob. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you, Laura. It's been a pleasure for me and hope to be back again to tell you how to make $100 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have a question you'd like us to answer or like Rob, you have a topic to pitch for an episode, then you can contact us via Instagram, Facebook or the website tsawpop.com. Finally, you can support the work we do at tsawpop by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to the podcast, sharing tsawpop content with your teaching community or by even buying us coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash tisa pop <laughs>